fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Welcome to Fresh Word. We've been talking about seven habits of the overcomer for some time. Now we are resuming the study again. We're going to get through the Word of God and see who is an overcomer and what are the habits of the overcomer. Remember Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation when he appeared to John and talked about the seven churches. In every of those of his utterances to the churches from the church of Ephesus to the church of Laodicea in chapters 2 and 3 of Revelation he talked about he that overcomes <clears throat> excuse me, he that overcomes he that overcomes he that overcomes so overcoming is the best way to describe the believer in the last days the Bible says whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world and we have seen certain things about the overcomer which we call seven habits we read from the first book of Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 16 and we read it to the end of verse 24 let's read it again rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you do not quench the spirit do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now to the third verse. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful who also will do it. Alright, so from this passage, we saw there are seven habits of the overcomer. And we said habits are settled practices. Something that one does continually that becomes one's style of living. For instance, we eat regularly as part of the habit of living creatures. We eat and we move, and things like that. So, let's look at another habit today. We've looked at the first habit, which we say is to rejoice always. And we say the second habit is to pray constantly without ceasing. And the third habit that we have looked at is giving thanks in everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So, if you are in Christ, there is the will of God that God wants you to carry out. If you don't know any other will of God, this is the will of God that you give thanks to God. Hallelujah. In everything. So let's look at another habit, the fourth habit of the overcomer. In verse 19, we just read chapter 5, the book of First Thessalonians. It says, do not quench the spirit. Do not quench the spirit when it says do not quench the spirit that word quench is a special word it speaks of something like fire something burning that you must be aware of and not put it out so it has to do with putting out a fire and 
Learning this will go a long way in helping us to understand this habit. He said, the fourth habit of the overcomer is the one that does not quench the spirit. It does not stifle the spirit. It does not put out the fire of the spirit. It keeps the fire of the spirit burning. Or let's say like this, a person who is an overcomer, a believer in Christ Jesus, does not put out the fire of the overcoming power of the Holy Spirit. So let's look at that in depth. He said, do not quench. Do not quench. Let's look at another translation of this word. One Bible says, don't suppress the spirit. Let's look at Bible, Amplified Bible. And Bible that it says it is beautiful here. It says, do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And I love the way the Passion Bible put it. It's such a beautiful way that will speak to you deeply. It says, never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. So, the habit, this fourth habit of the overcomer is to allow the Spirit to burn. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Revelation and understand more about this. And we can be able to lay hold of the understanding of not quenching. It says, do not put out the fire of the Holy Spirit. In chapter 4, the book of Revelation, John was given the privilege of entering the presence of God, what we call the throne room of God. It's not just a room, but it's where the throne of God is placed in the heavens. And the Bible talked about the one who sat on the throne in chapter for the book of Revelation. Then in verse 4, chapter 4, it says, And around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the throne I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And then verse 5 says, And from the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. See, Fire was associated with the spirit. And fire, if you look at fire, it's burning. It's the flame. It's consuming. The Bible calls God a consuming fire. And Bible says God is a spirit. So the spirit of God is a form of fire. It's a consuming fire. That's who God is. So his spirit, same way. And he says, if you are going to really live a life and overcome, you must learn not to quench the spirit. Or maybe let's see it in, an, in, in another way. You know, don't quench. That sounds negative. It's uh, negative. Don't quench the spirit. We can see it in another way. In chapter 1, 2 Timothy. We'll read a verse there, verse 6. 
therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you to glean on my hands for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind see spirit again there and you know stir up fan to flame that's the word there that it's beautiful in fact if you look at Bible Amplified it said that's why I remind you to fan into flame the gracious gift of God. That inner fire, the special endowment which is in you through the honor of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us <clears throat> a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment, personal discipline. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the habit you must form is never to quench the spirit. Or in other words, to always stir up the flame of the spirit within you. Now, notice the spirit today is in the believer. Jesus said, I will send the Holy Spirit. He's with you, but he shall be in you. So the spirit has come now to dwell and to live inside of us. And since he has come to live inside of us, we must allow him full operation. We must allow the Holy Spirit to exercise his full control, his full ability. And we must allow him to be of help to us. The Holy Spirit is the third person of Trinity. Jesus said this to the disciples in the book of Acts chapter 1. He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit come upon you. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost end of the earth. So, the Spirit has to do with power. Remember John said about Jesus, said, he said, the one that's coming after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So the fire and the Holy Spirit, they are always in company. Let's even look at the day of Pentecost and we're going to have more light about that. Chapter 2, the book of Acts from verse 1, we are going to read. And it says this, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them. Now, see, this fire was in the building. It was not a natural fire, but it was supernatural. And it sat upon each of those men and women that were sitting down there in the upper room of the day of Pentecost. Now verse 4 says this, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, you can see this was the beginning of the work of the Holy Spirit in the church as we know it today. And what is this beginning? Fire came in. And the Bible said, in essence, verse 4, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. What's been all that? 
to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This way, it was put in Amplified Bible. And they were all filled, that is, diffused throughout their being with the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit entered into them and spread within them as a person. The Spirit should not only just live in us, it must also fill us. What does that mean? It means like when you have a bottle of perfume in the room, yeah, the bottle is there, but you will not smell it until you press it and it comes out and the odor fills the room. You see, that pressing brings out the perfume into the atmosphere of the room and then it spreads within the room out of the bottle. In the same way, God wants the Holy Spirit to spread within our being, to overcome our weakness and to bring out God and his work in our lives. So the question is, are you being filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, the early church, this first set of disciples, they were filled. They were, obviously, they were all, nobody was left out. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And Bible says they began to speak with other tongues. You see, they began. The feeling of the Spirit began the speaking with other tongues. So, being filled with the Holy Spirit is accompanied with speaking with other tongues. And who does it mean to speak with other tongues? Paul said, he that speaks in a known tongue does not speak to men, but unto God. No one understands him. But how be it in the spirit he speaks divinely hidden secrets or mysteries. So, so you can see when the spirit of God fills you like fire, it will first of all affect your mouth. You begin to speak in tongues. You begin to declare the secret of the Almighty. Whatever fills a man's heart will come out through his mouth. Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, when you are filled with the Spirit, it will affect your mouth. Let's read that in the Bible. In chapter 5, the book of Ephesians, we'll read verse 18. Listen to this, which will give us a greater light about being filled with the Spirit. Verse 18 says, And do not be drunk with wine in which is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That means, let your being, let your personality be filled. Let the fire burn within you. Then he said, verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that. He said, filled with the Spirit, speaking. 
So remember, on the day of Pentecost, they were filled and they spoke. And then, here in Ephesians, he said, be filled speaking. So, when you continue to speak, and they said you should speak something, speak in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So, as we begin to magnify God and exalt God and to lift up Jehovah, we get filled with the Spirit. That's why it is important for believers to be involved with worshiping the Lord with psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord and giving thanks always. So that's what God wants us to be, that we should be full of the Spirit. That is the fourth habit of the overcomer. You're not full of yourself. You're not full of your troubles, but you are full of the Spirit and you are getting filled continually, speaking and singing and making melody in your heart and giving thanks. This become the continuous things you do. So you can see that it says, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, giving thanks. All this will help you not to quench the spirit. See, one thing leads to another. So let's start letting the flame of the spirit burn within us by exalting and lifting up and magnifying God, speaking to one another in the Psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord, giving thanks always. In fact, let's do it now. Let's speak some Psalms from the one we know in the Bible. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Who shall I be afraid when the enemy come against me to eat of my flesh? They fall and they stumble. Even though I may camp against me, <clears throat> I will not fear. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah, when you speak like that, something reacts within you. The fire is lit. And then you can sing, glorify your name, Father. Magnify, we magnify your name. We sing of your praises. We give you thanks. We give you praise. You are God Almighty. You are Father in heaven. We are your people. And we celebrate your goodness in our life today. Blessed be your holy name. As we do that continually, as we lift up the Lord, and not focus on our troubles, on ourselves, we get filled with the Spirit. And as we fill with the Spirit, we can become an effective overcomer in this world of trouble today. Thank you for listening.